Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook him up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Welcome back to Hook Him Up with Ian Rodby. No Ian Rodby today. Ty Anderson here. Brock Bolling- Brock Bollinger back in studio. Thanks I to Johnny Rogers. Care. Oh, I know you don't care, Brock. Thanks to Johnny Rogers, Casey Stuttered, Ben Buckman, Saypods. That was coming a good on hour. last hour. No, it was, was fun. fun. It was fun. Um, Got to hear Casey drop an F bomb. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of fun stuff planned for today. We of course had those guys. Um, we heard a little bit from some interviews earlier in the week with CJ Vogel in the six o'clock hour. Uh, Jacob Standard came on, talked a little Cowboys. We had a nice little argument. He kind of contradicted himself. He found out about home field advantage. Yeah, that was wild. So he was like, "Well, have you ever <laughs> noticed how?" How when they're at home, you can hear the cadence, but then when they're away, like it's just so loud that you can't. We love you, Jacob. We love you. But yeah, that, that was fun. Um, and we have more planned for the for the rest of the day. Uh, this hour, we're about to head to or go to an interview with Justin the Smash Simmons, formerly of the Wagner Wire. You heard him on Sundays for a long time here on the Horn. Uh, and also next segment, we'll talk with Craig Flowers. Hopefully, try to get a morning story from him, a little inspiration here. On a Friday, the last Friday um, that we'll have before Christmas, and the last show we'll have until th- next Thursday, when Ian Rodby will return, and we will start our coverage of the Washington Texas Sugar Bowl. You know but, how uh, on uh, SNL the last show before Christmas they do the joke swap, and that's like their big thing they I, do right before you know, Christmas. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched SNL in a long time. Yeah, so so last show before Christmas, they write each other jokes. And they make them the other person's never seen before, and they make them read it on air, and it's hilarious, right? But it's like a tradition, like you know, the last show before Christmas. That's what they do. Uh-huh. Well, this is our last show before Christmas. We're bringing back the Blitz for one Nine, day, for one day, one day only. Hopefully, we don't get in trouble. No, no, no. I, I, we no one. Hey, Aaron's not listening. It's okay. He's not. He's. Well, we won't tell him about it. Nine fifty. We will have a Blitz. So get your calls ready. Uh, let's make it good. You know, it's a it's a one time thing. Uh, and until the next time that me and Brock host this show, but who knows when? Because who? I mean, we've had a good show so far. I don't. We've, I don't think we'll be asked back. Honestly, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how we we'll finish see. out the last two hours here. But without further ado, let's take it to the Vicaros Hotline to, with uh, Justin the Smash Simmons. What's up, Justin? Y'all sound good. I don't know what you're talking about, Brock. <laughs> I think you give you guys your own show at some point. I, well, considering Casey just dropped an f bomb. Uh, yeah. did, did it slip through? Did it? Sl- I saw someone on the text line said it slipped through. Oh, man. I hit it's the double. Friday. Yeah, everybody everybody else took the day off. Oh, no I know. Worries. I know. Why, that's, are... that's why we're here. That's why we're here. But we're happy you're here, Justin. <laughs> How you been, dude? It's been a while Thank since we, we've been on the air together. Yeah, no problem. I know, man. I missed it. But let me say congratulations to your horn. Good teams win. The great teams covered. And Texas has been covering for me a lot this year. So I really appreciate it. 
Yeah, Brock. So if if you didn't know, I actually introduced Justin to sports betting last year. Really? And it, so it sounds like you're still going strong, or at least yeah, going. You, you know, it's a it's enough to where I'm not using my own money for fun, so I can't complain. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, and that, that's all it is. Is I've you know I'm I'm gotten away from my life or death bets on Sundays where I, I come in and I'm like, guys, Justin Wags, like I don't know if if I lose these bets today, I'm. I might be done. You know? Yeah, that and, is called addiction. Ca- yes, that is yes. Called and we've addiction. we've worked. Yeah, man. Now we're just you know you place a ten dollar wager here and there just to like like last night when I I, I had uh, both the Spurs and the Pistons lose. I'm sure you're familiar with their records this year. They're both off to atrocious starts. <laughs> what did you even play? I mean, it was like it was. I the the Detroit Pistons were actually favored by a point, so I took um, no way. I took Utah, and I took. Uh, I took who, who did the Spurs play? It was uh, oh, the Bulls, uh, Chicago. Yeah, minus four and a half, and then just had a little parlay. You know, make a little quick, quick buck. You know, free dinner. And it hit. It hit. Yeah, yeah of course they lost. They so how much you win? Those quick parlay. Uh, well, yeah, I'm still making parlays, which is probably my biggest issue. But uh, no, it's it, I made like what like thirty bucks. I put like ten bucks on it. No biggie. Just fun. And like I, I didn't, we I did, gotta, we gotta discuss it at some point when it comes to soccer, though, because we were talking about it before, you know, the whole stuff happened. And I'm like, yeah, I, I've really done well, surprisingly. Betting soccer? Yeah. Like, see, that's where I lose my money. That's what, like, I, because I, you know, I like soccer and I, I try to pay attention as much as I can. Uh, but, you know, with, all that stuff with the Longhorns constantly going on, the Cowboys, uh, you know, based, the no, Rangers, the Rangers. You're, you're a Rangers fan, aren't you? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Let's go. To, uh, the Astros versus uh, when the Astros hosted game two and the Rangers won in Houston. I actually went to that game. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, that was that was yeah. an awesome run. It literally brought tears in my eyes when they won. I never thought I'd see the Rangers win a World Series. Um, they're they're my third favorite team. I, 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 Professional-wise, got the Cowboys, the Mavericks. And the Rangers, but let's talk about the Mavericks for a sec. You've been paying attention at all this year. Sure. Are you still, uh, you know I, it. You are okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't watching, been watching much NBA, but whenever I can watch the Mavericks, which in Austin this year they aren't blacked out on NBA League Pass, so I've been able to see. Yeah, oh. the Spurs are right. Yeah, the Spurs yeah. are, but usually we're blacked out for both, <laughs> and somehow this year it's it's different. So I've been very appreciative. I think it has something to do with the Valley Sports deal. Um, I don't oh, know if they're even still with yeah. them, but uh, what are your thoughts on the season so far, Justin? Hey, man, so far, it's so good. If anything, this all goes back to the offseason with the GM and Nico and what he was able to do kind of wheeling and dealing behind the scenes in order to put them in the position to get Derek Lively, who they drafted with their first pick this year. And then you still got Omar or Omax Prosper, excuse me, who's in the G League. He's bouncing up and down. But, I mean, that bench, this is probably the team that has had the most depth and, you know, they made that play to re-sign Kyrie Irving in in the offseason. And I know he's out right now with the foot injury, but, I mean, they are a really good, dangerous offensive team with him in the lineup. Obviously, the shortcomings still come on the defense end. But with Williams being signed in the offseason, he's gotten a little cold from the three-point line, but his defense, his motor still there. The big concern for me is, we'll say, can they sustain throughout the rest of the regular season? Right now, they're above the NBA play-in tournament, so they would qualify for the playoffs automatically. But we got a long way to go. Being a dad, 
Yeah, man, and we're not even to Christmas Day yet. All-Star break is really where, I think it's kind of like baseball. I don't know how it works for baseball fans. I like all sports, so it's, it's really hard to divide my time. So I get into NBA a lot more right at the All-Star break. I assume that's how most people view it, but that's how I am for baseball also. It's like I kind of ignore the hot starts. I kind of look at the All-Star break and see how you do after that. That's really going to determine how the rest of the season is going to go, obviously. Yeah, um, and I agree with you on the Derek Lively point. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that move uh, in the draft when it initially happened. I know they tanked towards the la- end of last year to get into the lottery uh, and kind of gave up on the season, and, and they drafted Lively yeah. out, of, out of Duke, who was the number one recruit in his recruiting class going into college. And But he... You know, he, he, I guess it might have been just the system he was in, John Shire being a first-year head coach at Duke, but he didn't really show me what he's showing me now. I mean, he's a he's a legitimate starting center in, in the NBA as a rim protector and a rim runner. Playing with Luka, it's 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 one of the most natural fits that I've seen in Luka's time with the Mavericks. Oh, it's been one of the best pairings he's had. I mean, granted, you know, if Chris Stops could have played – and stayed healthy because we're seeing what he's able to do in Boston, and that's why they're in the lead in the Eastern Conference and in their division. I mean, he's been a big factor of that, even though that they still need to add depth because they're going to look to make some changes during the trade deadline. Um, they came out and said that already. So Boston can even be more dangerous. And I don't know if they're the favorite right now, but it really does feel like it. Uh, at least from what I've seen. They're the most complete and team, then, I'd say. I mean, yeah. Al Horford's, what, 40 years old at this point, and he is still a, just a defensive menace. That guy, he yeah. he can cover one through five on the perimeter. I mean, not point guard as well, obviously, but it, and, and he still has an offensive game. He, he, hits, he hits open threes, and he's still effective around the basket. Kristaps um, I, I, has been a surprise there for me, though. It's it, He hasn't really worked out anywhere, but it seems now that he's – Probably what the third or fourth option on that team that he, and he said that yeah and and he, I think he's finally he, finally he accepted it that. before he came out and said that I didn't hear that yeah yeah you're right he yeah he came out and said that in an interview a few weeks ago he accepts that that he's like I'm not a number one he's barely even a number two but as the third best guy on your team oh man I don't think you can find a third best guy because again he accepts the role now. Yeah, and it's having and, and and having a guy like him. Uh, if you can keep him healthy, is the biggest is the biggest thing. Yeah, uh, having him with the Mavericks, that was always the issue. It didn't really ever seem like him and Luca got along too well. Uh, which you you know, all of us dumb Americans as uh, just were like, oh, he's from Latvia, he's from Slovenia. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they're both European. I'm sure they'll be best friends. Like it, it didn't. It doesn't always play out that way. <laughs> no, not necessarily. And you know, Kristaps is still a little bit younger. I'm sure he still decides. Uh, you know, all these guys are the 1% of the top players in the entire world. So the competitiveness, the level of that, of being like, I'm the main dog, I'm the big guy, you know, has to through, go through everybody's head unless you're like the 12th guy on the bench. No, if you're starting, you're assuming you're the number one option, you know? Hey, so we are going to play some Smasher Pass here in the segment here in a minute. Um, dude, should we should we play the, we should, we could, we should play the intro, right? I think Wags would be okay with that. Okay. When it happens, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna. I'm making oh. all kind of, We're having a blitz today, Justin. Oh, I mean, the blitz is back. Yeah, yeah. You guys are going. I know. I appreciate it. you're going old school. I don't mind hearing music every now yeah, and then. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's the Christmas edition. We we went through a lot of trouble for this. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a tough year for everybody. But I mean, I'm sure everyone's happy to know we're all still friends. You know, so it. Um, yeah. But, but I had one more question before you before we got to that. I know you uh, 
continued to do a lot of St. Edward's sports this year. Do you want to talk about some of those teams and how that was? Oh, definitely, definitely. Of course, big shout-out to my athletic director, Debbie Taylor, and everyone there at St. Edwards University. And, of course, a shout-out to head coach of the Texas Longhorns, Rodney Terry, the former Hilltopper himself, former player at the Hilltop, for inviting the Hilltoppers to play uh, Texas in exhibition play at the Moody Center this year. I've never seen so much St. Edwards blue and gold, but that was in, in the city of Austin all in one place, so that was really cool to see. So you got to call that game? But they were For, for St. Edwards? No, I did no, I didn't get to, but it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, I've been working with that university in, in some capacity for over over a decade now. God, it's old guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, uh, you know, I, I always like to say for the people in Austin, like, hey, if if and they said it on that broadcast as well. That, that Galindo did. Uh, you know, if UT's on the road during basketball season, take a look down south off of South Congress Avenue, and the Hilltoppers are playing. You get a good college man and a because you'll have the women and the men play right after and honestly right now it looks like the women are going to be a strong contender they got two freshmen that are probably the best freshmen i've ever seen at seu on the women's side and then for the men they have the returning uh freshman player of the year in sean elkington and he's just getting better this year so i mean he's a walking double double and he's been dominating guys you probably wouldn't think he'd be able to dominate because they play against west texas a&m Texas A&M, Kingsville, uh, teams that have been like going really far in the national tournament. The, the Lone Star Conference is littered with good basketball. So if you ever have a free weekend, you know, come on down to the hilltop and see some good basketball. Oh, hell yeah. Shout out to St. Edwards. Uh, you ready to get to Smash or Pass? Oh, yeah, man. Always ready. Let's hit it. Welcome to America's favorite radio game show, Smash or Pass. Today's contestants, Adam Wagner, Sam Pikachu, and all of you. Now, here's your host, Justin, the Smash Simmons. Shout out to Wags. Shout out to Sam Pikachu. It's been a while. I yeah, mean, man, shout out. I mean, it seems like... It seems like a decade for me now when I took over for Sam on, on y'all show. Cause I mean, that, that was my first opportunity to get on the air. I, I'm eternally grateful to you and Wags for, you know, giving me the opportunity to get comfortable on a mic. So just want to say that before we get this started. Um, nah, dude, I well appreciate for all your hard work. And, you know, it, it, it goes to show that it does pay off. You know, if you keep on putting in the work, it, it's not going to come when you want it to come, but it will come eventually. So if you're out there in the tough rut, you just got to have that mindset. I think it'll pull through. Yeah. Wouldn't you say so, Ty? Yeah, definitely. Grinding, not saying no to being asked to do extra things. That's it'll get you places in life. And hey, yeah. Now, now, now we're hosting a radio show, Barack. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> yes. Hey, Justin, do you want to give the for the people that haven't didn't listen on the Sundays? You know, whatever you should have. Um, you want to get you want to give them the the rules of Smash and Pass here, the lowdown. Very loose rules here because I'm the one that keeps score. But I'm going to give you a. Uh, you know, a question. I'm going to relate it to uh, in a question form, and you can either smash, which means that you agree with it, or you can pass, which means that you're really going to pass on it. Like you have no desire. And whoever has the best answers, you know, obviously wins the game, at least in my eyes. All right. So obviously, Brock is playing, Ty is playing, and then if you have anybody playing at home or in the car, they can text you on the text line. I still assume. Yeah, the text playing. line uh, is that, that number is 512 447 376. Three seven seven six five one two four four seven three seven seven six. There you go. All right, go ahead, Justin. Let's get started. 
I was told by Ty yesterday that this should be a holiday edition Masher Pass. And so for all you fine listeners out there, I went ahead and drank a lot of beer to get through all of this to give you the talking points for today. So let's start off with an easy one. Smash or pass, let's we'll start with Ty, candy canes. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes I like the way they taste. Other days I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's way too much. And they come in multiple flavors. But I'm just talking about, like, the peppermint ones. The ones with the red stripes. So is this like the actual candy cane itself, or are we just talking like peppermint flavoring? No, we're talking about like the candy cane. Shape, taste, and all. Do you smash or pass candy canes? Do you like seeing them out in public? Do you like eating them? You know, that all has to be taken into account here. Uh, I'll I'll halfway smash. Uh, I'll have a candy cane. I don't enjoy it, but I do. Like yesterday morning, I got a iced coffee from Chick Fil A, and I got a little peppermint flavoring in there, and it was it was pretty good. And I've been drinking a lot of peppermint schnapps recently with hot chocolate. <laughs> so I do like peppermint. No wonder you're smashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely yeah, having taken Blake Brock. I was gonna pass, but after thinking about the schnapps, well, this is like you said, this is the candy cane itself. Okay. Do you eat a candy cane every? At least I, one candy cane not. a year. I do not. So okay. I, I'm gonna pass. I am gonna pass. I, I can't get over like the visual of just shoving a candy cane down your throat. Um, <laughs> we could go a lot of different ways with that. Yeah. So. All right. I'm gonna I'm pass on that one. So totally understandable, man. It's like I like the idea of the candy cane, but then if you actually have to eat a whole candy cane, like a regular size one, one yeah. that isn't a miniature one, then it's just too oh, much, hard man. pass on the full size candy cane. I'm, I'm only minis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm easily. And, and sticking with that, let, let's move on a little bit here. Smash or pass alcoholic eggnog. Ooh, hard smash. I love me some eggnog with a little, like, rum chata in there. Yeah, I'm going mm. to smash, too. Yeah, do you too. make it yourself or do you buy the, or do you buy the pre-made? I'll, br- I'll buy it. Like, I don't get the H-E-B brand. I will say I'm not a fan of theirs, but they yeah. do, H-E-B does carry some some very good um, I forget what the, what it's called, but they do have. I know what it looks like. They have a really good uh, jug, like it's a glass bottle of eggnog. Glass oh, okay. bottle, okay. Yeah, well, like a, you know, like a moonshine jug. Like a cart? No, no, a yeah, it, yeah, no. That's what <laughs> okay. you're getting high quality here, bro. Okay, all right. I'm also gonna <laughs> smash because I feel like that's the only thing that I can drink at like the family Christmas party. That like people don't look at me like I'm an alcoholic. Only like you can only drink like two of them though, because at that anything past that. You're, no, that's what I'm saying, though. If you're drinking eggnog, I feel like you can just keep going. It's, it's in the same... You know? Well, no, no. Well, you can drink eggnog. I'm saying only drink one or two of them because your stomach's going to feel like crap if you oh, drink okay. more than that. Okay. Uh, it's in the same the same group as category as white Russians for me, which I love. Right. That's my drink of choice yeah, at the bowling but, alley, of course. There's a limit, though. There's yeah. bowling a natural alley? limit. Yeah, I'm in bowling league, bro. Come on. <laughs> All right, Justin, what's next? All right, what, do you, yeah, awesome. do, do you smash your... I have, my, I have three bowling balls in my car right now. Dude, you gotta show me what's up. Yeah, we need to, we need to hit up Highland Lane soon. Uh, what do you, do you like? I, I, do you like eggnog, Justin, or alcoholic? Yeah, eggnog? I do definitely. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I'd be all over this, but you know, one or two, and I'm I'm done after that. Again, you know, everything better in moderation. You know, of course, of course. Let me ask you, fellas, because you guys are the young ones, and you guys have to go out on dates. And I'm sure that your listeners have families. I, I'm a single man, so I never have to worry about this type of deal. But smash your past, taking and sending out Christmas card pictures. Um, you know, I I was. If I if I had someone approach me, I, I used to have a nice camera. If I had someone that was willing to do it f- 
for free, like a roommate or a friend, to get me and my dogs together for a nice photo with a Christmas yeah. sweater on. Yeah, I'm for that. Maybe not to send out the the physical cards because that costs money, and I don't have much of that. Good time. <laughs> but I saw yesterday one of my friends. Uh, it was it was a half jokingly, half lovingly. He, he has two younger brothers, and they're you know all in their twenties, and they took like they took like pretty intimate. Uh, Christmas card photos and he just posted on Instagram, you know, with like five of them there. And I thought it was pretty funny. I threw it a like. I was like, oh, you know, I wish me and my brother, we should have done that. So smash. Uh-huh. I'm going to go, okay. hey, I'm going to go half smash, half pass, because I feel like it's weird to do it unironically unless you have a family. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Take yeah, yeah. take the funny angle. If done, yes, yes. Have you like have you seen the uh, the ugly Macy's like photo shoots where you like dress up in like the most ugly clothes you can find and then do like weird poses? Yeah, that would be my kind of Christmas. Something like that. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. See, if you're gonna put in the effort, though, that's cool. I, I just like every time that you have to get like the matching color scheme and stuff and then you have to take like an hour to do it i don't know it just seems like a whole lot of trouble and then having to decide who gets the car and who doesn't if you're going to actually send it out yeah fun. i didn't think about the way that ty said it where it's just like oh i can just post it i forget we live in the future yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, the whole money i i would send out cards if it was like a nickel a card but it ain't is it not <laughs> no I, I don't remember yeah, the last time i've like, ever sent anything in the mail you've never sent anything in the mail no, I have before. I just don't. It's been so long. Like, I just email. Hey, like, earlier, sidebar, Justin, during a break earlier, Brock kicked the, you know, like desktop computer at his feet. He's, he's sitting in front of a monitor and he had to, yeah. he was like, what, what is this called? Like, he was like, I was like, what did you hit over there? And he, he literally couldn't tell me that that he thought the monitor was the computer. Oh, <laughs> well, how else was he supposed to? Know? I don't. I, I mean, don't, like, I, when was the last time he's seen a desktop? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay, whatever. I, whatever. To be fair, though, like when I was a kid, you remember when you'd go, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to get on the computer. I'm going to the computer room." Yeah, yeah. That was that was a while ago. That's why I don't remember that though, because yeah, I've done that since like, uh, 2008. Well, when you grow up. When you grew up in the days of actual internet connection at 56K where you had to use it on the phone line, you remember there was a literal computer I, room. That I remember dial-up. But, hey, Justin, we got time for one more, so pick your best one. Oh, best one, best one, best one. Uh, okay. Uh, so in Japan, it is customary that they eat KFC on Christmas Day. So they put in reservations for this meal. So smash or pass KFC for Christmas dinner. Uh, I, I do know in Japan that the fast food is a lot higher quality, so I don't think it's the same KFC we're getting here. Maybe let's if I was let's in, just assume it is. Maybe if I was in Japan and I wanted some American food on Christmas, sure. But here, no, I'm not a fan of. I'm, I'm Popeyes through and through. So pass. I am hard Good smashing answer, on this one. I, I feel like the only the only Christmas dinner. Like, if you're going to go buy something from, like, a restaurant, the only place that would be better than KFC would be Luby's. I love me some Luby's. I'm not going to lie. Um, damn, but there's, like, it's like an endangered species now. There's, like, what, one Luby's in Austin? There's still old people out there. Luby's will be around forever. Yeah, but no. they do man. They the turnover rate's got to so. be insane. But. No. All right. Are you, would, you, would you drink that? Or would you eat KFC for Christmas dinner, Justin? Yeah, because the way you described it, that's you see, this is why you're way smarter than I am. Because I have been overseas and I've eaten in a KFC, and like it slaps overseas, but here in America, it's just like the quality is just not the same. Yep. What is so, wrong with you? Dude, KFC slaps 
anywhere. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. We can no, we can agree to disagree on that. When you, All right. As you get older, your body will let you know it does not fly. <laughs> I'm feeling that more and more every day now, Justin. Hey, well, hey, thanks, man, for coming on. It was Sorry, it, it was good to catch up with you. Um, I hope one day to to have you, your voice back on the station because we we miss having you every week. Oh man, pleasure. It was all mine speaking to you and all the listeners once again. Hey, you guys, thank you again for having me. Have a wonderful holiday and good luck to the horns in 2024. Hell yeah. Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas. brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Merry Christmas. All right. There's Justin the Smash Simmons. You heard him every Sunday on the Wagner Wire with Adam Wagner. That was Smasher Pass. That was a lot of fun. We're, we're, we're having a good time this morning. It's a little bit of a throwback Friday. Uh, next up, another throwback. Uh, Saturday, every Saturday morning, you heard him on the high ground. Craig Flowers coming on, hopefully to tell us a morning story. I, I would only hope that he, he would have something you know, to really get us through this Friday, get us through to next Thursday when Ian Rodby return. Live, local, and digital, AM 1260, 101.9, the Horn app. You can hear us anywhere. Rise and shine, rise and shine. Hey, hearty, wake up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to begin boarding. If we could ask for your cooperation, would you all please remain seated? Well, how'd you sleep last night? I don't believe that's any of your business. <laughs> if you go to a Bansy Fall and you want to have a prance on Hansel all in fub with you, don't forget to slop your dripper. <laughs> Nightlinger, what's for breakfast? Dude, apples, bacon, and biscuits. Well, forget the apples. Slap some bacon on a biscuit. Let's go. You're on the high ground with Craig Flowers. <laughs> Good morning, Ty Henderson. Are you ready? I am ready. Ah, long Z. All right. Good morning, Texans. Oh, good morning, Texans, and good morning, Texans, and everybody. Get near as fast as you possibly can. But remember why you're coming and what you left, and don't mess with Texas. Yes, indeed. There are a lot of states that may be great, but as we know, there's only one great state. <laughs> I wish I had the drop for it right there. But thank you. Oh, there you go. Mr. Flowers, oh, Greg Flowers. Former host of the High Ground here. Hope to have him back soon in some capacity. How are you doing, sir? Great. Good morning. Good morning to you both. I've been listening. Uh, your your finger's going to be sore in the morning from the drop button. with Casey <laughs> a little bit earlier. But uh, that was uh, warmed my heart a little bit. And that, uh, that opening, I wasn't expecting that. So I, I had, to, had to make sure that I could... Uh, Access my hard drive and recall that opening, but that kind of that kind of warmed my heart for this there, uh, there you go. holiday season. That was great, great. And I hope the listeners that are that are there this morning uh, enjoyed a kind of a recall back to earlier in the 2023 year. Oh, we've been doing it all morning. It's been a, it's been a really fun Friday. Um, this is like a reunion episode. I know, honestly. I know. It's good stuff. <laughs> How you been? You, you got any horses racing this weekend? You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, we we actual, actually, we do. It's a Saturday at, uh, of all places, the fairgrounds in New Orleans, race 11 and race 12, back-to-back. Our um, now three-year-old 
confidence game who ran in the Kentucky Derby and we lost. We finished 10th. He runs in a, in a big race at 5 p.m. Uh, this is part of the Don't Tell My Wife stables that now we've got the attention of the big boys. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that, Ty, because we've got a, a young up-and-comer two-year-old who's running right after the 11th race in the 12th race at 5.30, the same place, Fairgrounds in New Orleans, and his name is Next Level. And Next Level is running actually for derby points because, as we know, you know only uh, two-year-olds run, 22-year-olds run in the Kentucky Derby, and, and he's, a, he's a great promising horse. It's got a lot of speed. His odds of getting in the Kentucky Derby now, I saw last night, are down to 1 in 120. I think this is a blind spot for anybody that follows the horses, by the way, because I was out at Del Mar when Next Level ran uh, a race. He finished third and had some points for the Belmont Stakes, but then uh, three weeks later he was running to get into uh, the Belmont Stakes, and we're watching it live on TV. We're not at Del Mar at this point, and when the gate opened, he was the favorite uh, he, he he stumbled and they he went to both front knees and at that point, our jockey uh, Keith uh, Kent DeSormo Keith DeSormo is our trainer. They're brothers. Uh, Kent the jockey just said, "Okay, you, you're too valuable. You're a five star athlete. We're not going to risk the Belmont when we've got a chance at the Derby." And so he backed off the throttle and just kind of coasted and got him a workout around the track. So he's kind of a a sleeper for those that are paying attention so the fairgrounds at new orleans this saturday at 5 p.m and 5 30 don't tell my wife stables a, a local texas stables that kind of threw together a little bit of money and went out and got some value horses we're going to be running in the fairgrounds uh, this saturday and I'm, I'm fired up about that our three daughters are going to be with us during the holidays and so we'll gather around with some uh, eggnog and uh, watch this uh back-to-back races so we're, we're excited about next level and he's one to pay attention to as we start to think about the 2024 kentucky derby that's exciting stuff i know no, you well. never never finish first when you're the one on your knees when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply <laughs> we we had a we, we had a good time uh, following confidence game last year and 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 that was uh, the first Kentucky Derby I actually watched um you know through and through made a few bet didn't make much money uh but it was it was cool seeing y'all out there and I know y'all had a good time We did and if you go back and look at that race we were in the four hole and we led the race going into the first turn we did a little after action review uh, after action report after the race and, and what we realized is that our, our jockey, who's a Hall of Fame jockey, he, uh, he went with the wrong group and we went with a group uh, into the first curb. We're leading the race and the group we needed to be with was that group, that little pod, if you will, that's sitting right behind us and everyone that, that was with us going into the first curve ended up finishing behind us and of course the mage uh, the syndicate-owned mage uh, 
won the race. But it was it was exciting. The the window opened around the the back curve, and uh, our pony just didn't have uh, the juice that he typically has. But what we need confidence game to do now as a three year old is to win a Grade One stakes race because that's where he'll really uh, set himself up for an incredible NIL deal. So um, if he can win, if he can win big, and we still think he's got two years of great, great running, but obviously he's out of the, when you're that old at three years old, you're not running in the Derby. So exciting, exciting stuff. Glad you guys followed along and next levels, a a horse that you need to pay attention to as we kind of look over the horizon at 2024. Awesome stuff. I'm real excited to, to follow along, I didn't realize y'all were going to be in New Orleans. I'm going to be in New Orleans soon for the Sugar Bowl, obviously, but I think I'm also going to attend Mardi Gras this year Ooh. for the third yeah, time. Yeah, you know, the last. I'll tell you, and I listened to. I know how much you love that. And it's 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 funny how perspectives change as you get older. And uh, I think it was 1984. Uh, New Orleans hosted the World's Fair, and I was working for Delta Airlines at the time during the summer. Uh, I was at TCU and was loading bags and unloading bags uh, in the San Antonio International Airport, mostly Southwest and Mexicana flight airlines, uh, worked for them un- with Delta Airlines. And they sent us to do some training in New Orleans during the, World, uh, during the World's Fair in 84. And I recall being there, and it was a wild, wild time, especially for then I think I was – I may have been 21 at best, uh, but uh, as you get older now, I'm sitting on 59, uh, going going down to New Orleans and having you know 20, 30 folks asking me that they can uh, they, they can bet me that they know where I got my shoes is not something that I'm <laughs> look I look forward to like you did. But you'll have a ball down there, and I'm sure you'll have a hurricane or one. So or a few or 12, we'll see. You know, I'll definitely come back with some good stories. Oh, no question. You know, your, your stories are, are always remarkable. And, and there's going to be, uh, speaking of stories, I was just in Fort Worth uh, last week for our TCU alumni annual luncheon, uh, baseball luncheon at Joe T. Garcia's Cash Only. And uh, it was great to be re- reunited with about 35 teammates, one of which is the bench coach for the Cincinnati Reds. They got on a late streak this uh, past season, Freddie Benavidez. He's uh, the bench coach there. He'll be a general manager at some point. Freddie was our shortstop. He's out of out of Lufkin, Texas. Uh, went to Nixon High School, so I hadn't seen him in many years. But uh, Lance Brown, uh, one of our head coaches, was there, and and we had a great little reunion right across, right you know near the Drover Hotel, which is if you've been to Fort Worth lately, you got to go at least go into the Drover because the the decorations are, are like nothing I'd ever seen in a, in a hotel. The Drover is a remarkable place. Great weekend getaway up there in Fort Worth. But the, the Longhorns are going to host those, those horned frogs the 19th and the 21st of April in uh, Austin this year. And it's it's my belief that uh, TCU and the Longhorns are going to battle for the, the Big 12 championship. That's going to be a critical three-game set. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't thought much about Texas baseball. I haven't, honestly haven't thought much about uh, anything besides Texas football in the past yeah. two months or really since, you know, things have really started to get ramped up towards the end of the year uh, with the, you know, championship aspirations. But I'm excited. You know, I love going out there and watching the, you know, every year it kind of feels like you're you're meeting a new group of kids. There's always some, some young players coming in. Uh, you might not have, you might not hear about baseball recruits as much when they commit and stuff, but 
Uh, you know, Texas and TCU probably what two of the top two teams in the Big Twelve this year competing wise. I, I I think so. As I look at our roster and see the arms that we're going to roll out and the talent that that the Longhorns have, it's pretty evident to me that uh, Kirk Sarlos on our side at TCU is, is kind of assembled, and it's really hard. I mean, uh, hard to put together with the restrictions and baseball scholarships. You really now re- got to rely on, you know, the NIL stuff or, you know, look at Skeens. Skeens last year when LSU won the national championship. Skeens was a pitcher at the Air Force Academy, and then LSU, you know, draws him out of there before, you know, if you, if you go to a military academy, you don't have a military commitment until the first day of your junior year, until they take role and the door shuts to the classroom and they take role the first day of your junior year, you don't have a military commitment. So all of the military academies, Naval Academy, West Point, and of course, Air Force, when they get a talent in, like Schemes, number one draft pick, um, really, they become... Uh, uh, kind of a farm system, unfortunately, unless a kid is absolutely committed to flying in the Air Force, in this case, uh, in LSU, you know, got him $400,000 of NIL and and coaxed him away from uh, Colorado Springs, and then he goes down and and became Skeens. And we'll probably see him in in the big leagues this year. He's just a remarkable talent that the Air Force Academy was able to use for, I think, at least one year. And now he's dating Livy Dunn, so I think he made the right choice. No, he, he he had a yeah. if he had shaved that mustache. I was just in Lake Charles um, this past weekend doing some duck hunting uh, at a remarkable place, and all they were talking about was that relationship that he hit a he won the lottery. He got four hundred grand from LSU, wins a national championship, doesn't even have to pitch in the last game, although he was hot in the bullpen. And then he he uh, I guess he's he's, he's, the t- he's he bagged the he finish, bagged the so. Tiger Queen. Some would say, yeah. Uh, evidently, so uh, look for a, a look for one of those two teams, TCU or, or the Longhorns, in uh, in the World Series this year. Given those uh, evil doers in the SEC, where it just costs more uh, to uh, in Omaha, it's going to be a it's going to be a great front. But but listen, we got a big football game coming up, and this is a big one. If you ask me, who I'm picking, and I suppose you will, I believe that this is going to be a a three-point game between Michigan and the Longhorns, and it's going to either be determined by Washington Nick, and the Longhorns. You mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I meant Washington. Washington and the Longhorns. Um, I think Alabama's going to roll tide over that that other game, but Washington and Longhorns. Uh, I think this is a a, a three-point game. You pick them, and it's either going to be a missed or a made field goal as time expires. It's just how this feels to me. I've got obviously Rob. Rod Bader, Babers has all the statistics, but it just feels like this is going to come down to a last-second Mr. made field goal. Well, as long as the Longhorns come out victors, I will, I will be happy. Um, but, hey, we got a few more, more minutes left. Do you, do you have a, a morning story for us this morning? Yeah, I can, I can tell you a little morning story. Um, well, that gets us to the tie morning story. The morning story. Bottom line up front. An acronym in the military, we call it the bluff statement. Any military briefing, any military decision-making meeting starts with the bluff, the bottom line up front. Sometimes keeping things as simple as possible is the best way to get your message across. This year in 2024, 
in early January. Once again, the American Football Coaches Association will convene their annual convention in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I was there a handful of years ago at the AFCA convention in Nashville. It's a remarkable experience. There must be over 200 vendors selling laundry clips, helmets, shoes, bags. You can imagine the number of things that coaches are asked to consider purchasing for their programs. But in the center of this cavernous building is a red carpet, a big red carpet. And many of the coaches like to walk right down the middle of that red carpet, not because they are feel like they're important, but they really don't want to spend a lot of time talking with vendors. At around 10 a.m., I left our little booth and walked down that red carpet to go get a cup of coffee. On the long side of that red carpet were 12 chairs, 12 chairs, empty chairs, 11 of them. And in front of those chairs were foot massagers, and they were all plugged in. Seated in about the fifth or sixth chair was a gentleman who I never knew, and as I walked by him, I smiled and said, good morning. And he said this, good morning, this is it. I stopped. I said, what? He said, this is it, and he pointed to the 11 empty chairs. I said, this is it, and he responded, here it is. So I sat down in one of the chairs and put my feet on that massager, and oh, did it feel so good. I'd been standing since 5 a.m. at our booth. I looked right back at him, and I said, this is it. He smiled and said, here it is. About that time, Coach Bailiff walked by, former head coach at Rice. Now he's G.J. Kinney's associate there in San Marcos. They play Rice in a bowl game coming up. G.J. just got a contract extension. Dave Bailiff was walking by that red carpet, and I said, Coach, this is it. He said, what? I said, here it is. Coach Bailiff sat down beside me, put his feet on the foot massagers, and he too smiled and looked at me and said, my gosh, this is it. Before we knew it, that repeated itself nine more times, and all of those chairs suddenly were filled with coaches and associate and assistant coaches, all of us looking at one another laughing, saying, this is it. Here it is. Later that convention, as we were packing up our cars out in the parking lot, the gentleman who brought those massagers was loading up his van. I couldn't help it. I went over and talked to him, and I said, hey, how did you do? And he smiled, and he said, here it is. This is it. I go to 10 conventions a year. I make $400,000 annually, and all I do is say, this is it, here it is. And that's the Thai morning story. The morning story. Thank you for that. I there you go. <laughs> the bottom line up front, keep it simple. Yeah. I was working with a, I was working with an organization recently who was in charge of sales. And, of course, there's all sorts of sales training you can go to. But sometimes the simplest thing to say is, this is it, here it is. <laughs> I've enjoyed the the morning. I'm looking forward to the blitz. Yeah, no, we got yeah. For anyone who hasn't heard, we have a blitz coming up. You might hear the outro music right now. Uh but we yes, blitz music. Blitz music will be a part of the next segment. 
Uh, call in. If we get enough callers, we'll have it. If not, it's all up to y'all. It always has been. It always will be. Um, Craig Flowers, everybody, thank you for coming on so much. It's, thank you, sir. It's been, it's been a good conversation this morning. You bet, gentlemen. We'll see you on the high ground. For life is quite absurd, and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your scene. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Just before you draw your terminal breath. you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games. No games. We're throwing it back today. Not only are we going to have a blitz this segment, please call in. Please call in so we can have it. 512-447-3776. Number's kind of lacking right now. Only only two callers in the queue. And this is your one shot. You wanted it. You got it. I'm in here. Ty Henderson. Brock Bollinger. We're going to take you through some salacious gossip. What do you got, Brock? All right. First story I got is out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Police in Tuscaloosa arrested redshirt, starting redshirt freshman offensive lineman Elijah Pritchett Wednesday night and charged him with knowingly passing on a sexually transmitted disease. So how do they pop up that? I guess you probably have medical records could expose him for knowing about it. I wonder what yeah. the, I wonder what the disease is. It could be as bad know. as it could be as bad as AIDS, or it could just it could be, be like it could just be a, herpes. A, <laughs> HSV one, no big deal. <laughs> it's a small case of genital herpes, no big deal. Genital warts. Uh, yeah, no. I wonder. I wonder is is he still in jail? Obviously, you probably got bailed out at this point. I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's tough though. Yeah, no. It's I mean, you, pretty crappy thing to do as well. But oh, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you got something going on there, you got to at least you know wrap it up. Um, yeah. But I wonder how this will affect his eligibility for the for the semifinal game. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Now, oh, yeah. who knows? All right, hey, call in five one two four four seven three seven seven six. And while we're waiting for people to call in, I. Second salacious gossip. I don't know if this is really salacious gossip, but it's also breaking news. Okay. Florida State exiting the ACC. Or at least, you know, the first Start, steps. Starting, yes. They are filing the lawsuit to, uh, yes, to exit the ACC. The Board of Trustees, you know, what are they? Yeah, they're, they're suing somebody to try to get yeah, out. Yeah, so, so the official language is that Florida State, the Florida State Board of Trustees approves FSU to take legal action versus ACC and its grant of rights. The first step for FSU to exit the ACC. Now, there is also a rumor, because this has been kind of in the works for a couple days now, uh, just, just now got approved, but there is a rumor, though, that when they do exit the ACC, the SEC doesn't want them. I mean, the SEC does do you really? Does it, is it about I want, or do they really need them at this point? It's just sharing more money. How much more money is FSU going to bring in? I mean, it would have to get North Carolina and FSU. Yeah, that and that was what they said: is they they would rather have teams like Miami and Clemson over FSU, which I was surprised by. 
Yeah, I mean Clemson. Not so much. Clemson's been Clemson's been really good. I mean Miami's still it's a it's a smaller private university. It doesn't have uh, for North Carolina. You get the Jordan brand, right? And you get basketball, right? And Florida State. It's probably the. uh, I mean, besides the Gators and the the Seminoles are the two most recognizable teams in that state. I, I Miami's been down for what twenty years at this point. Yep. So. I don't know, and FSU's coming back right now. Uh, Mike Norvell, great coach, obviously went undefeated this year, did not make the playoffs, but I, I, yeah, I'd be pretty. I, I feel like this might be an overreaction to them not making the playoffs. I don't th- unless they can find a home, which they obviously want to go to the SEC. Right. I don't think. I don't think this well, move happens. At what point does the SEC just go to Vanderbilt and just be like, all right, you're done? Like we'll bring in. We'll bring no, in. No, they can't because <laughs> Vanderbilt has baseball. They have their yeah, but baseball East, doesn't bring in any money. Yeah, and it's also the best school in the in the SEC. That's true. The rest but of the, the SEC, SEC also does not care about academics. So I mean, you got to have some standard. Do you? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, Texas is instantly the second best school in the Big Twelve, academic wise. Yeah, that's yes, but I mean, also we're about to cancel the splits. The people, the people are. Not doing their job today. It is the show of the people for the people. It always has been. It always will be. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cancel it. We're gonna cancel it. Oh, it was a great idea, Brock. It was. Man. But we got we got we got an interview to get to. We got a few more actually. Uh, we're gonna have a Dylan Weber from the A J Atlanta Constitution Constitution Journal newspaper. There, uh, he covers the Georgia Bulldogs. He's gonna talk about how that whole college football playoff situation uh, panned out uh, his what he, what he really thinks and feels not, not his emotional response to it. Cause he did attend university of Georgia. He's also a giants fan. So we're going to talk uh, Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVito. Hey. Um, we'll be right back with more hook him up with T and Brock B.